1: Welcome, everybody, to this July 18th, 2013 episode of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and uh, to the north, in the Fortress of Solitude, we have Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean?
2: I'm good. I've had an interesting day, playing with Blue Jays.
1: Yes, you have had an interesting day. Interesting photo on Facebook. Yes and of course all of our fans are befriended on Facebook cuz that's you know right so they
2: would have seen it already them. Yes. well i
1: hope they have but but let's tell them about what and happened and if they haven't go cool ahead and friend me
2: cause it is a cool story yeah, just type um James our Victoria art there's only one There is <laughs> one and only <laughs> um the my cat's killer um, so we we know this from past experience, uh, and usually the blue jays are too fast for him because blue jays are very quick creatures, and they're rather brazen and bold. So um, you know, we haven't been worrying about them too much, but apparently he managed to catch one today. So I rescued said B- blue jay out of my cat's clutches on my kitchen floor. This <laughs> interesting.
1: Literally grabbed and, from the jaws I, of death
2: literally like snatched him away and Madison, my daughter took the cat and it's all outside. And then I, I cuddled the blue Jay for a little bit and I spoke to him and I calmed him down. And then I checked out all his wings and his legs. Cause you know, I want to make sure that everything was working and that he wasn't, you know, squawking when I was, you know, touching parts of him. and he was chilling and calm and not saying much. And then decided he was going to sit on my finger so we moved outside in the hopes that once he got done sitting on my finger, he would eventually take off. And But he wouldn't let go. <laughs> he wanted to stay there. For, he stayed there for about 10, maybe 15 minutes, um, just hanging out on my finger. To get, it was getting to the point where I had to actually put my hand down on the table because he was getting slightly heavy. I don't know if anybody's ever held a blue jay before, but they're not light creatures. And he had a really good grip on my finger, and their claws are very sharp. Um, but... He wasn't letting that finger go for anything. So then I talked to him and I pet him and we went for a walk and I walked him around and I said, you know, you're outside now. It's okay. All the animals are inside. It's all good. And I'm looking at my daughter and I'm going, I don't know what to do. It's like, what do I do? Because I, I can't push him away and he doesn't want to get off my fingers. So I'll just I guess I'll keep talking to him. But I've never seen a wild animal do this before. And as soon as I said that, he shook his head and flew away. It was so cool. It's like he needed a like, reminder or something that he was <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yeah it was I'm like a wild he was animal. sitting, there. <laughs> oh, wild animal, I'm not supposed to be sitting here, i got I'm out, thank you, <laughs> gotta go. <laughs>
2: it was really cool, it was really cool. So, he went and um he hung out and one of the local branches on one of the local trees i I'm surrounded by trees, so I mean anywhere on my property he's has got branches to hang out on, so he went and he sat on a branch for another half an hour and and then he flew away again. So I he went. Yeah, I think he's just he was just catching his center. I think he was just taking a saw moment, knowing that he was safe and secure. So he just stayed. And I pet him and talked to him and it was
1: Yeah. Poor Blue Jay was sitting it was there
2: because I didn't know what
1: <laughs> They didn't tell us the afterlife would look like this. Who is that big thing? You know. I mean, and he's like, oh, wild animal, alive, yes, go, I must, away.
2: I totally didn't. I didn't know what to do because I knew he was he was okay. Because he's he's functioning fine, so I'm like, I don't know what to do with you, but it's as soon as I said wild animal, he shook his head, and gone. I was like, okay then.
1: All <laughs> right I then, I should have <laughs> told you that sooner.
2: Right, it was really cool though. I've never been that close to a blue jay. Um, usually can't get that close to them. My goodness. Um, but, wow, are they ever beautiful, beautiful
3: creatures. Beautiful bird.
2: Holy crap. They're so beautiful up close. They're just, I mean, you think their colors are, are amazing from a distance, but up close they're just this faceted color-y thing they have going on in their wings and, and their feathers. It's just amazing. So it was
4: That
1: most was people miss. A little bit you know, interesting. Were- blessed with today. Yeah. I today was butterfly encounter day here, apparently. And um they have some butterflies here that are as big as small birds. Cuz I, I I really did. I thought when it first came up here on the patio with me, I thought is that a bat? What what is that is that a bird? And but everything was going too slow and then it was oh, he landed and he opened his wings. I was like, "Oh, it's you. Okay." And uh, then I had a, a troop of little ones that came through one at a time. And, yeah, so we were having the butterfly chat today, I guess. I was having butterfly energy. You were having blue jay energy, perhaps.
2: Right. Yes. Apparently. Um, and, I mean, we can we can run over the symbolism of of those animals if you want. Of course, I have my my super site up.
1: You're handy. Is anybody and...
2: ever wondering where... Um, my handy-dandy super site, if anybody's ever wondering where I get all this amazing stuff that I randomly, like when we're doing a show on somebody and somebody mentions something, oh, I have your symbols on that. Um, the, the website is actually whatsyoursign.com, and this lady, <laughs> and she's done her research. It's uh, just just got a gold mine of information here, and and by all means, if you're one of those generous sorts, there's a donate button on the site. So you know, it's always nice to support those who are supporting others. And she does provide a wealth of free information for people. So much
1: that she's had um, to cut it so, into a whole bunch of subcategories and subheadings, and that's a bunch.
2: That's oh good yeah, and she's con- constantly adding to it. Um, but if you're looking up, especially if you're looking up totem animals um and i've i've done when i initially cuz i was using her site for the for the writing on my second book as a reference and so i did do a lot of comparisons in the first few times using her site so i would get the information from her site and then i would google search it and compare it to a whole bunch of other whole bunch of other sites and her site is you know i mean it was always in alignment with the the general consensus of what what is honest and true, but these different Con- spiritual belief systems
1: consistent and right on. So go was. ahead. And 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 yeah. so much so yeah. that you actually yeah. credited the, her, her website in your book. So,
2: yeah, I did. Correct? I did. I mentioned her in my book because I really think people, if they're looking. Um, to go there. That's where I go to get the information on whenever I'm working on a new painting or, and I, I need information on, on totem animals. And, and um, she's got some amazing information on the Asian, um, the Asian and symbolism. And um, it's just, 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 an incredible site. But apparently the uh, from her site, and I'm gonna read just real quick 'cause I can't she's got so much information I couldn't read it all, but um the animal symbolism of the blue jay is energy, clarity, vibrancy, advantage, curiosity, faithfulness, intelligence, communication, determination, and assertiveness.
1: Sounds like our gene. Is that cool?
2: <laughs> <All right. laughs> so then if we pop over to animal insects. I gotta find. Oh, where is it? I can't find it. Ha ha! Butterfly It doesn't take long. She's got it. It's so easy to to. Uh, and this is appropriate for you right now, Rick. You're gonna. Ah. You're gonna understand as soon as I get time, soul, grace, growth, elegance, expansion, lightness, surrender, transition, expression, celebration, resurrection, and vulnerability.
1: Sounds like Costa Rica to me.
2: Sounds totally makes sense with what's going on in your life right now. And so, yeah.
1: self here and and got the vulnerability thing going on because I don't really know where things are and you know you meet somebody they seem really nice and they seem really helpful and you mention something and they go oh well, I know where you can you do that over here and but you get a different story from everybody so you never know for sure you know you kind of got to just go see you got to be. Uh, man on the ground, so to speak, and uh, but but I have to say that's exciting and expanding and and, and really cool uh, because it's all these new things that I didn't know before, and uh, so it's almost like every day is like Christmas, opening packages, going really? They got that? They do that? Oh my goodness! And um, uh, just for those that you know, just able to push the. Well, oh, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, but isn't it cool that both the animals that were sort of the focus of our day are, are their um, symbolism is really
3: just in smack alignment
2: on. with our current experience? So, again, that's where we say, you know, we talk about these synchronicities and we talk about being connected to the world around you and we talk about being connected to the world around you. What we're what we're meaning is that there's always Confirmation for you to see for those those who are willing to open their hearts and their minds and their eyes to this concept is that there's always confirmation that you're you're right in exactly the right time. And that's what totem animals have have forever represented to the different indigenous tribes. This totem animal is is confirmation. It's it's a protector entity that comes along to to either give you a message or or to provide confirmation for you. Um, So keep your eyes open, you know, I mean, just be aware of your surroundings, be aware of the things that happen to you throughout the day. And then if something continually pops up or or is really catching your attention, look it up. Just for curiosity's sake, even just to see, and and maybe you'll find that these aren't just random coincidences, they're actually confirmations and ways of, of, you know, the universe's way of encouraging you to continue on the path that you're on because you're going exactly where you need to go. So,
1: I like just to call and. them winks, winks from home, essentially a wink, yeah. And, um, uh, it, but you know, it's like. You, you you do have to have your eyes open, and and I find that the more that you actually pay attention, the more it happens, and the more direct and obvious and you know it. Yeah, there's butterflies all over Costa Rica, but you know one as big as a small bird doesn't always just come land right next to my head. And then right after that, a small one comes, and and I'm out there doing my breathing thing, and he starts. Puts his wings almost together, but he's doing this little flutter thing and with some forwards and backwards. I've never seen a butterfly do that. It was really, I, I've never seen a butterfly do what this one did. And I've been seeing butterflies for 50 years. So that's a little bit of a hey, wait a minute. What are you butterflies after? Um, but anyway, uh, I think this would be an excellent time to introduce our guest because uh, animal totems and signs and confirmations and synchronicities are. Right up her alley, so to speak. Her bailiwick, I suppose. I don't know if you're from Maine or somewhere. <laughs> um, England, perhaps. It's not my bailiwick, don't you know? Um, but we have with us tonight uh goodness, what do we what do we say, Gene? Author, poet, singer, drummer, radio personality,
2: uh How about we just say friend.
1: Awesome friend. Lou Emanuel. Welcome, Lou. How are you tonight?
4: I'm very well, thank you. It's wonderful to be with you. And oh, Great to, have, to have, have you, you. and
1: uh, thanks for sharing your time with us.
4: My pleasure.
2: So before we get into the big question... Do you have anything to add about add about the animal, symbol, animal symbolism totems? Because I know that this is probably has been a large part of your own personal journey as well.
4: Well, when I don't really, um, I have an animal totem and it's a dog. It's a it's a wild dog. His name is San and he's black and he has golden eyes, and he's wonderful. But I, ha- when you were talking about the bird, I had a reminiscence about something that happened to me a few years ago, which I can I can share if you like. It's a it's a little bit of a story. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. We um, like stories. Okay, stories are good. <laughs> um, I was. I used to go to Cap Saint-Jacques. It's just uh, it's on the island of Montreal. It's a nature preserve. It's about 250 acres, pretty big. There's forests and fields and stuff. And um I saw a beautiful um red bird. It wasn't a cardinal, but it was just a beautiful red bird and then I was happy to see it, and it flew away fast. And I went back a few weeks later, and I said, you know, I really miss seeing cardinals. I'd really like to see some cardinals. And I was just thinking that, and I went for my walk on my usual trail. And I hadn't gone but five minutes when three cardinals were sitting within 10, 20 feet of me on branches on, you know, trees right beside the trail there. And the weird thing was, because cardinals don't, usually stick around when they see people these guys were just sitting there all all males actually no two males one female and the males were absolutely preening they were like look at me how beautiful i am and so i enjoyed them for a little while and it they didn't leave it was like you with the with the bird on your on your finger i keep wanting to call you Nikki. But I'm going to call you, Jean. That's
2: okay. That's you
4: can call either me way,
2: both. either or works, love. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because I keep wanting to Our call listeners you. Nikki. No. No, no. Oh, okay. Our listeners know. Okay. I'm both. <laughs> okay. That's
4: cool. So anyway, it's just like the bird stayed on your finger, this these two birds, these two males, they wouldn't leave. Finally, I said, "Thank you," and they immediately flew away. And then a week later, I was walking um, at the Lachine Rapids in La Salle uh, on Montreal Island. And it's another wild spot. I tend to favor wild spots. And I said, I would like to see another red animal. And I looked out onto the ice. This was in the month of February. And I saw a red fox. And it didn't go anywhere either. It stayed there, standing there, just standing there, out in the open, until I finally said thank you, and then it trotted away. It was amazing. That's awesome. It was. And then I stopped asking. That's totally awesome.
2: <laughs> Ask and you shall receive, the, you know? I mean, that's pretty much how it works.
1: Ask and it is given.
4: That's how it felt. It, <laughs> I felt like I was really being blessed. And, and so then I said, okay, well, I'm going to stop asking now because... You know, they've they've given me what I asked for, so I don't need to ask anymore.
2: Well, do you know what the Cardinals represent? To me, they, they, they represented... Represent... Okay, go ahead. To me,
4: they just represented that they were giving me what I'd asked for. But go ahead.
2: Hope, love, cheer, focus, energy, and renewal.
3: Hmm...
1: Hope, love, and cheer. I like that. I like all of them, but you know those are awesome and um but i i i i find I find life is like that it's it's magical like a fairy tale, but you have to you have to be here now to see it if you're off in a meeting you're gonna have tomorrow that you're worried about or thinking about or trying to figure out what you're gonna say or if you're all off in places like that. You just don't see. At least I didn't when I was that way in my head.
4: Yeah, it seems to me like um, the richness of life is in the here and now. Everything else is pretty much distraction.
1: Yeah, yeah. And 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 we're done. We're done? Yeah, just call out the show. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I, I I'll I will tell everybody. And, and, and Wait,
4: wait, 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 wait. I want to know what the question
5: is. Ah. I've been waiting
4: for weeks. I want to know what the question is. <laughs>
5: <laughs> we tease
1: like that often. When somebody says something profound, we just say, okay, that's it. That's a wrap. Cut.
2: Show's done. speaking. We can all go home All right Well if you want to know What the question is I suppose I can ask you It's a very profound question You might have to Think about it Just a little bit Lou Who on earth are you And what do you do
4: (laughs) Oh my goodness Who am I I love it She gets it (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I love what it when I they do get it. Is way easier to answer than who am I? Hmm. I have about ten names that I go by. Um, I am a divine human. We all are, but I'm aware of it, and I'm I've recognized it and come to terms with it to some extent. I would say. And I am, who am I? I'm light and love, radiating out every day with a great deal of joy and gladness and gratitude. And what do I do? I express all of that in all the ways that you guys were listing earlier, the poetry and the blogging and the radio show and the photography. and These are all just ways in which I just express that I love the world. I love the world. I fell in love with it back in the day, and I just haven't stopped.
1: Okay, there you go again. There's... A wrap. <laughs> Let's put that on continuous loop. And that's that's got to be in our top five answers, Jean, What do you think?
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
1: We'll never pick a wrong I want to know though, this, though how she agenda. fell
2: in love with the world. I want. I want to know how she fell I mean, in that's love that's with the great world. Story. I want She's saying back in the day, so she's she's kind of sort of you know aging herself, but. Um, Back in the, I say back in the day. So you know, whatever. Um, how did you fall in love with the world? I mean, that's that's a unique love affair, right there.
4: I can't exactly and has remember how the world loved you back. Oh yes. Um. Okay. I. Okay, well, I've always been a loner in a, in a way. Like, even as a kid, I would go off into the woods by myself. Um, I was really lucky to have a wealthy dad, and he had, we had um, three homes. We had a, a home in, on an island in the St. Lawrence River, beautiful island surrounded by the river, and we had um, a beautiful home in the forest uh, here in the eastern townships of Quebec, and I used to go off rambling into the woods. We had 300 acres. So I used to just go off rambling into the woods and I, I I just loved it. I just loved it. But when I was um I guess I was about 30 35, 36 um my brother, my younger brother died. He was very ill with uh mental illness. And he died and um, we were, you know, doing what you do with the belongings of the people who die. You, you you, either give them away or you keep them or whatever. And I kept his camera. He had a Nikon uh, and it, was, it had a macro lens on it, macro zoom lens. It was really cool, really heavy, but really cool. And I started going out and shooting pictures with this macro lens. And you get super intense close-ups and... That's when I started to really fall in love, because I was getting super up close to flowers, or you know, just a blade of of um, wild grass in in the seed the seed head of a wild grass. Or I didn't do animals so much because it's really hard to get them to stay still. But um, water, snow light on snow I just everything I started falling in love with it and I I didn't know what to do with all these photographs I was taking I was taking you know dozens and dozens of photographs and I decided I would make cards you can buy these this card stock and you can stick the photograph on the card and there's an envelope with and then that becomes like a card that someone can mail to their friend or something and on the back of each one I would write I love the world. J'aime la terre because I'm I'm in Quebec. Everything's gotta be bilingual. So j'aime la terre in French means I love the earth. Well, it's not exactly the world, but if you say le monde in French, it means the people. And I, there's no direct the world in French because if you say le monde, it kind of means everyone, the people. So anyway, that's what I did. I started writing I love the world on the back of each card and selling or giving away these cards that had photographs on them. And, and that's when I realized, wow, I really love the
2: world. That's the coolest freaking story.
1: <laughs> it is. That's uh, so beautifully put and that's so beautifully totally... felt. And...
2: Wow. I mean... <laughs> Wow, not not to be brassly negating The pain that I'm sure that you went through With the loss of your brother But what an amazing gift To turn it into You know what I mean? Like you you took Something of his And you turned it into Not only a way for you To connect with the earth And the world But with other people To through your Connection to also connect with each other because they're cards, so they're used for community. I mean, it's just an incredible. That's an awesome way to fall in love with the world. Mhm. It took
4: me a year, Nikki. Wow. It, it took me a year after he died. I I couldn't pick it up, but then I after about a year, I said yeah, it's time, and so I, I picked it up and I started shooting, shooting uh, images. That's
2: incredible. <laughs> wow. And and
4: so
1: much fun I've been doing that here in Costa Rica. I was <sighs> bullied? No. I was led to buy a camera
3: <laughs> before I
1: came down here and uh, I tried to fight it. I tried to explain it away. I tried to lots of things. And my heart was steady beaming like the sun get a camera. Mm. And um uh, and I have the the tremendous advantage and pleasure, I suppose you could say, of it being a digital camera. So I can take a hundred pictures. And if there's only one, that's good. No celluloid wasted money on developing and chemicals and things and and um uh, but I've been having fun and I've posted a few but I haven't I haven't really come out there with them, and uh, because I'm still playing. I'm still mm-hmm. relearning. I took darkroom photography many years ago, and uh, they made us do everything in black and white, because it needs more skill, more knowledge of light and contrast. Okay, but the world's in color for a reason, brother. <laughs> but it is. It's, a, it's an awesome way to just really, you know. And so now, everywhere I go, it's like, where's my camera? Because this Awesome stuff is just always going on. I think it's a great can be a great tool if it's something that resonates with people to to help you be here in the now where mm-hmm. like you said, the richness is uh because you start looking with a photographer's eye of oh that's a picture and <laughs> you just you know it's just like ah, everywhere you go.
4: Yeah, I do that all the time. I, I look at things and I go, that'd make a really good shot. <laughs> uh, I love stuff that's um, front lit or back lit. You know, I like cool uh, way- framings and different lighting situations, like some grasses um, just in front of a dark piece of forest. So all you're going to see is really dark in the background, and then these beautiful grasses lit by the sun, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. It's like, oh, that would make a really good shot. <laughs> and I have a digital camera too now.
1: Oh, good, good, cool.
4: Yeah. yeah, it's a little better for the environment, I guess.
2: I don't. I only have my phone. <laughs> Just my friend needs phone. But it comes with me everywhere for now. Because I see things, too. I actually made my husband pull over the other day, so I could take a picture of the sun, because it was the reddest, hmm. bloodiest-looking sun I've seen in, like, I don't know when. And it was just this big, fiery ball of reddedness. <laughs> I was like, pull over, pull over,
0: pull over. Pull over,
2: pull over. It was a date. Uh, it was the day he came home from France. We'd already had to make, like, four stops on the way back from the airport. He was just like, I just want to see my house. I want to go home. I want to see my baby, his dog. I want to see my I bed. Home, I want to go home. You. You know, I want to I want to, I want to go home. <laughs> can I go need? home now? i got to pull over so you could take a picture. But he pulled over, and I got the picture. And Because it, it, it was my cell phone, it wasn't the greatest picture. But I got it, and it was, you know. You're, I, you're I miss in Costa photography. Rica. I do.
1: Here in Costa Rica, there was one time when she said, wait, wait, stop. And all of a sudden, and and folks that have not had the pleasure, she's much shorter than you might be. She she, uh, looks taller on Facebook. Um, (laughs) And uh, so she's this little little critter. And all of a sudden, she's sitting on the windowsill of the car, body sticking out over the roof, And she's like, pull up. Pull up about a foot and a half. Pull up. And I'm thinking, you want me to do it really? 18 inches I'm going to figure out in this four-wheel drive car on this road. But I did it, and we got the picture. And it's uh, awesome, I'm sure. I'm not sure I've ever seen it because that was after we transferred pictures. But it is. Uh, it is. It can be um, a really... A really cool way to, you know, you don't have to have a camera, you can just look at it. But that's that thing we were talking about, about noticing stuff. You, um, we all, everywhere I've ever been, when I started, I started on purpose, uh, heard an Abraham tape. And, um, and they said, you know, no matter today, no matter where you're going, no matter what you're doing, look for what you want to see, look for what makes you feel good. And, mm-hmm. with some practice, just a little bit of practice, I found that there was really nowhere I could go. No place I could be, no time I could be, no situation I could be in that I couldn't look around and find something just delicious somewhere. Grass, little wisps of grass, some people might call it weeds, bursting up through the pavement finding a little crack and saying ooh we can have some pretty here uh we can have some life here and um um you know bugs birds people just it, there was always something always something and that was my first real experience of you can choose to see what you want to see you can you can choose you can see a world that's falling apart or you can see a world that's coming together you can you can choose and but it was so much easier realer and right there in my face when i started with little things and uh it was it was generally little things that i would notice at first and and then it got bigger and bigger until it just kind of encompassed everything i'm not sure how that alchemy happened but it happened and uh uh, and I'll catch myself having a really bad day and getting grumpy and talking about, you know, people. And and, and and so I stop. I try to stop that thought train, and I do. I stop right wherever I am, and I look around and find something, you know. And, uh, you know, right here I have my, uh, on this on this chair sits a dog bed, and on it lies my faithful companion. She's all curled up. And but her head's hanging over the edge and her eyes are looking at me it's like I'm not quite sleeping I'm watching you dad I know you're on the radio because that's a code word she knows if we're like if I'm asking her if she wants to go for a walk and she's being noncommittal I'll say I'm going to do a radio show and she's like oh wait yeah I better go because you're, you're gone for three hours
4: well that's what I was talking about earlier about feeling blissed out that's that feeling of being blissed out.
1: That's the one. And, so what got you
4: blissed I out today? find it anywhere. Well, um, what got me blissed out? I've been blissed out for a few days, and it's because um, why? I don't know why. I really don't know why. It's just, it's kind of... Mm, <sighs> I picked some flowers and I really like them. <laughs> and they're in a vase. And every time I look at them, I'm just, I'm just blissed out.
1: <laughs> there you see, people, it, it's the, it's the weed coming up through the concrete. It's the flowers that were just really cool. When you let more of yourself show through, there's the, just more of that. That's just more yummy and you know so if you're waiting for the alien landing or something get some flowers
4: <laughs> well okay i can say more um i i try i don't try i live from my heart i live uh centered in my heart and uh you know the flowers just represent that but um it's you know it's 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 got to be now something that actually pulls me out of that like earlier today um There was sort of a problem with my elderly mother, and I actually felt some anger. And I had been so blissed out earlier, I was like, wow, this is anger. This feels really yucky. And so I let it, uh, you know, I recognized it, and I acknowledged it, and okay. And then I took a couple of deep breaths and, and let it go. And then I saw it from the other person's perspective. I, I kind of saw why she had behaved the way she had because cause I know her. It's a friend of my mother's that, whom I've known over the years. And and I could kind of tell, you know, why she responded to me the way she had. And it was a way that frustrated me. And, and then I just had to let it go because I didn't want to be angry. Like, basically, it's a choice. As Rick was saying earlier, it's a choice. And I just, I really didn't want to be angry. It's been quite some time since I felt anger, and it felt really yucky. So I just said, okay, that's enough of that.
1: There it is, Jean. Wow. The ultimate reason to abandon a feeling, because it's yucky. Yeah. Again, people, people, Mm -hmm. I, I... I did for many, many years. I was waiting for profundity, some, you know, or the earth to shake and the skies to open and the trumpets. I don't know what I was waiting for. I don't know what. Because...
2: The ultimate guru you know, to come and finally give you the answer.
1: Yeah. What's the meaning of life or whatever. and um,
2: Right. 42. And,
1: yeah. And... <laughs> I, I did finally get that one in, in the movie, but by then I'd let go of a lot. But it, it you know, uh, that's that's what Gene encourages everybody to do at the end of every show, except last show when I did it. When when she's talking about stay connected, um, that's that's what we mean by the everyday connection. Make that connection. There's lots of connections out there, and lots of them are yummy. But make that connection first, and the rest of them have to be yummy, really.
4: Oh, what? Cause it's, um, right, it's, it's a which, choice which, which connection? The connection with your heart?
1: That connection with your heart That connection yeah. with the love that's inside of with you yourself. That connection with yourself yeah. Um, yeah. Because it, The rest yeah. is just not The richness isn't there If that connection isn't there first hmm.
4: And that's why I sing. And lately I've been playing my penny whistle, too.
1: What's funny that you mentioned sing, we have one of your songs that somebody sent us, a little elf sent us, or, or mm-hmm. you did. Um, or, or, see, that could be both. It could be a synonym. Um, which one do I have that made it that queued up? It's always a squeeze to get. Oh, you'd be in the L's, J K L. We got so much. We have so many friends that have given us music. We do.
2: So, uh, yeah, we do. We have so much music in our in our repertoire. But, um, so we'll take a quick break and play the song, and then we can when we come back. I'd like to hear a little bit about her journey because she's had quite quite the adventure. I mean, Lou's been on this. To oh,
1: I remember I remember learning, now.
2: learning about self for a really long time.
1: I remember now it, it broke? didn't make it, yeah, it didn't make it
2: oh, it's here, but okay.
1: remember All right. we were having trouble, and we were trying to we fought this till the last fifteen oh, minutes
2: yeah, for right. the show that's
1: right. it, it, and well, damn it, it
2: crash oh okay. I said that. okay, but we have oh, an earth song we do have an song song, and we can sing that. Lou will love that song, and then when we come back, I'd like to hear a little bit more about Lou's journey because she's studied different belief systems and been on a few adventures, and I'm hoping that she'll share some of the stuff that she's learned along the way. Could that be fun? Sure. That'd be yummy. Sure. So this
1: will be from our friend Ina V, uh, that you can find at uh, with her song Earth Prayer that is uh, based around we're inspired by the Hawaiian tradition of Ho'oponopono. And um uh, it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful piece. It 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 makes Jean blissed out. It makes Nikki blissed out almost every time.
3: <laughs>
1: and um that's the bad part about this Costa Rica deal. She calls into the show so I can't hear her when we're on mute because she often begins to sing. And sometimes I'm not even sure she's aware of it. It just comes out. It's really cool. So this is Eno B with her song Earth Prayer. And uh, we'll be right back, folks. Stay with us.
5: We have a choice to walk in a good way, make new decisions, pray for peace within us all.
1: Friend Ena V, and you can find her at www.enavie.com. It's enavie.com, and uh, check out Earth Prayer that song. It has its own page and place because she takes the funds from that song and does some amazing philanthropic work with them. So uh, check her out. One of our one of our dear friends and past guests, and we call them family members. Even you guys in the chat room. You didn't know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: When you have one of those crazy moments, you just say, yeah, I, I, I guess I am related to Rick. <laughs> <laughs> we have a big
2: family. Yeah, Rick's a creep, creepy un- creepy, older uncle guy. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's me. I mean, the horseback guy here, uh macho who looked older than me perhaps. He he wanted to know if I was Jean's father. And I thought, oh, <laughs> really? <clears throat> Dude. I'm not even 20 years older oh, than her. Darling. Come on now.
2: <clears throat> it doesn't, doesn't say anything about how old you look. It just says something about how young and fabulous I look. That's all.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I was
2: going to say. It's what I said at the time. <clears throat> it's all on how you look at it. So, Lou, lover of nature, and and you do spend a lot of time finding really amazing spots. I know, because you took me to one. Um, Mm -hmm. Have you always been this connected with nature, or have you taken a few hiatus along the way, you know, little journeys off the side, and gone, I think I'll try this, and then gone, no, (laughs) that didn't work. (laughs) Are you talking
4: about my spiritual journey now, or are you talking about just, well, you know, Barley,
2: everything, lifestyle? Everything is, everything is spiritual, first of all. So there's really no separation, right? Um, so, I mean, like, I, whatever whatever your heart leads you to talk about is what I'm talking about. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, like I said, I was so blessed to grow up, you know, surrounded by beautiful nature on the island um where we spent our summers and um, at the house here in the eastern townships. And um, when I was in my 20s, I guess, I I felt like I had to live in the city to get work because there wasn't really much out here. And I lived in the city and I used to, I, I lived um, in the inner city, really deep in the city in Montreal. And I used to walk in the back alleys, Um, and even in in the inner city, in the back alleys, there were some great weeds, as Rick was mentioning, growing up through bits of cracks in the pavement. And um, when I was a girl uh, on the island, uh, I loved the wildflowers, and I used to pick the wildflowers and and bring them to my mom to put in a vase on on the dinner table. And one day I walked around, I was—I must have been about 12 or 13 years old, and I walked around, it wasn't a very big island, it took about half an hour to walk all the way around it um, on the little road there. And I counted something like 23 different species of wildflowers growing. It was the month of July, and I was like, wow, that's a lot. I couldn't believe how many wildflowers there were growing all in bloom all at the same time. And I started to get curious. And I went to my friend's house, and I I was talking about it with my friend. And her mother said, well, I have a book that will teach you um, what their names are. And she showed me uh, a field guide to wildflowers and taught me how to use it. And that was the beginning of that passion. Uh, I studied herbology and I, I've studied, you know, I'm an amateur botanist, I guess you could say. I, I know pretty much most of the wildflower species and plant species, and now I'm moving into trees and and uh, shrubs and things like that. They're a little bit harder to identify sometimes. And so, I've, yeah, I've always done that. And what else? Hmm. The poetry and the and the music have always been there too. Um, the photography I told you about, and the, on a, on the spiritual side, in a sense, that's always been there too. When I was in high school, um, I went to a boarding school, and we had to go to chapel every morning, and we had to go to church every Sunday. It was um, Anglican. It was very British style boarding school, and. Um, My brother had been there before me. He was a couple of years older than me. And he told me, join the choir because we sing all the responses and everything and you'll really enjoy it compared to just sitting there because we hadn't been churchgoers before then. So I I had gone to Sunday school for maybe a year when I was about seven or eight years old, but before that and after that, not so much. So I did what he suggested and I joined the choir. And so we were singing all the hymns, responses, psalms every morning and for an hour, an hour and a half every Sunday. And I loved it. We were in six-part harmony, 150 voices because everybody joined the choir because everybody had to be in the church anyway, so, and these are teenagers, so they all joined the choir. So um, it was amazing, and I found it so beautiful, all this energy being directed upward towards pure what seemed like pure love, but I didn't like the guilt trip i didn't like the you 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 know the creed the anglican creed starts with something like you're a, i was born a sinner or something like that and i'm like what
2: i wasn't born
4: a sinner so i started questioning some of the beliefs and i decided to change them for myself and i don't know if everybody does that or like i have i'm actually really curious you know what people think about that because I just said, well, I'm just going to change it to fit what I feel, and so I did. And whenever it used the word um, Lord, because there's a lot of that word in the in the Anglican Church um, services, I would change it to the word life or love, and that made a lot more sense to me. Because Lord implies somebody above me and I'm below, and and that, that I didn't like that. I didn't like the way that felt. So I just changed it to love. Not when I sang, obviously, but in my head. And because um, if I'd sung if I'd sung the wrong word, like a different word than everybody else, it wouldn't have been very good. Although with 150 voices, they probably wouldn't have heard me. So and you know and then so then after that I when I graduated high school and I I moved on I I just kept searching I kept searching for uh, what feels resonant with this love or this yearning in my heart and I'll bet you everybody on this planet has known that feeling of that yearning so I, I looked all over the place and. Uh, you know, long story short, I found it within myself. I guess it's the, the the short version. You can look outside all you like, but ultimately it's going to come from within. Not out there. You'll find you'll find stuff out there that'll help you, but ultimately you're going to find it within. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it is that fountain from which you drink and, and and never need thirst again because I take me with me everywhere I go.
4: Mhm.
1: And
4: it is when you get there it it is what the one that people call Jesus, it it I don't I don't call him that but it is what he was talking about, the peace that passes understanding. It is that. It is that perfect love It is that perfect piece. It's exactly what he was talking about. Precisely. What do do
1: you call him? I'm curious if you would share.
4: I call him Yeshua.
1: As do I. Gene's very proud of you. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Hallelujah.
1: I've I've stopped people and corrected them before. Like, why do you call him that? It's not his name.
4: His name was Yeshua. (laughs) Yes, it was. And, And when you say Yeshua... For me, like he's here now. He's in the room with me now because I call I use that name. When if I use the word Jesus, that's a whole different vibration. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It it feels different. Oh, Nikki doesn't like that.
1: I think there's I really do think that there is a, a, an innate knowing about vibration and it's why when something is not going well, people go Jesus. Because that's the vibration, to me.
4: <laughs> that's the vibration of, ah, you know, shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nobody nobody ever, you know, gets in a bind and goes, ah, Yeshua. You know, it just doesn't work. It doesn't roll off the tongue in a bad situation. And it always makes me feel better. So, there. That's my take on that.
4: I've never said that name and not have him be right there.
1: Call and I'm there.
4: Yeah, exactly. Always asking, it's given. And
1: um, uh, we – I hope we don't blow up anybody's Internet modem tonight. We've done that before. We had one guest come on the show, and their whole computer died right at the end title. I was like, well, thank goodness it lasted that long.
4: I think my my, um – my computer's used to my energy. It's had to put up with quite a lot.
1: <laughs> I had to get several new ones along the road as I would sort of you know, they would just kind of go Fritz. And I'm a computer guy, I repair computers. And it's goofy when it goes Fritz and it won't work anymore. But you can't find anything technical with it. It's just kind of goofy. But yeah, so I finally I built my own. And it, it works really good. Good.
4: So I had a book fall into my hands.
2: Did I already tell you that, Nikki? You told me the story, and it's a cool story, and you should tell it on the air, too, because it's a very cool story. Um, okay. And, and okay. again, well, I, one of those things that we talk about, those signs, synchroceses. Keep your eyes open. Oh, people. yeah. <laughs> they happen. Yeah.
4: Well, I, I moved down to Pennsylvania, uh, got married. Um, it was the day after my wedding. It was a small wedding, nothing, no big thing. But I was with my mother and my friend who had come down from Canada to Pennsylvania to attend my wedding. And we were in this store that I wanted to show them, this really nice Whole Foods store, Kimberton Whole Foods in Kimberton, uh, Pennsylvania. And there was this bushel basket on its side like like a bin, like a shelf that was holding um, bargain books for a dollar. And there was only one book in there. I guess the rest had been sold or whatever. And I didn't even, I just looked at the book. (laughs) I just looked at the bin. And the book, like, it just fell. There's no way it could have fallen. I mean, it leapt out of the bin (laughs) and landed in my hand. And I went, well, I guess I better buy this One dollar. I got a dollar. I was like so all I had was a dollar. So I, so I bought the book, and it was called Earth Changes. It was by a woman named Diane Stein. You might have heard of her. F T E I N. Diane Stein. And I've heard of her. Yeah, and it was called Earth Changes, and um, that got me really interested in the whole twenty twelve thing, and um, by Opening me up to the the 2012 idea of... And this was in the year 2005, by the way. That was in the year 2005. So I had seven years to explore the whole 2012 thing. And um, it opened me up to starting to explore messages coming through from beings off world, channeled messages and... Um, changes going on to us as a collective, humanity as a collective, and changes going on within me, changes going on within the people around me. So on a collective level and on an individual level, changes. And, you know, it's not so much earth changes as humanity changes, but at the time she wrote the book, I think, you know, people thought it was going to be earth changes. They thought that, you know, Florida was going to be underwater and, Stuff like that. And
2: well, it was an option.
4: Yeah, it was an option. Yes. yeah, it was in the menu on the
1: buffet. Yeah, it exactly. Was an when she wrote um, she... We,
2: mm-hmm. yeah we we just chose collectively to go a more graceful route into um into a new paradigm. So you know, I mean. I'm curious because it, we didn't get a lot of chance to speak about that, but when did your – because I my understanding of the book was a lot of things that she talked about were these uh, apocalypse, scary scenarios. So when did your understanding shift from, from oh, my God, the world's going to end, to, oh, my God, there's a new world coming. This is so cool.
4: Well, you know, I re- – to be honest with you i read the book and said this isn't resonating for me at all none of it and i was like why did this book fall into my hands cuz none of it was resonating the only thing in that book that resonated for me was one line i was about 10 pages from the end and to do me credit i read the whole thing <laughs> but i read really fast so i you know i only took me a couple of days but i Sort of skim read it, and I got to this one beautiful sentence about ten, eight, ten pages from the very end of the book, and she said something like, "When you walk on the earth, when you go for a walk, with love in your heart for this planet, you help the planet." Something like that, and I just went, "Ding!" Yeah.
1: yeah. We'll take yeah,
4: that. Yeah. I love that. So I did a whole photo essay poem thing. It's on YouTube. It's called Walking This Sacred Earth and Oh, I haven't put it on YouTube yet. Sorry, sorry. Take that back. I, it's a book. It's on It's on lulu.com. I have a page there. Um it's called Walking This Sacred Earth and it's there. It's it's a photo essay and it's all about how we can heal and help not heal, she doesn't need our healing, but support and love and help the earth as we walk on the earth and see the beauty, we go back always going back to that beauty piece, you know the appreciation piece, the gratitude piece, and so going back to that but um but uh, Nikki Eugene, what happened was that, um because she was going on and on about twenty twelve I got really curious, and I said. I'm gonna check out this 2012 thing. So I Googled it, and I ended up with a website of David Wilcock. Wilcock, I think, is his name. I always want to say Wilcox, but I think it's Wilcock. And through him, I didn't much like his stuff either. It was too conspiracy and bad things happening. I'm not interested. I, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, he's he's great, you know, but it's, very it's, conspiracy, it's bad things happening, and I'm not interested. I, in I just it. don't. Yeah, yeah I. I just don't go there. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like I just can't go into that stuff. I just can't. So for me, I went and, and he mentioned um a group called LL LL Research. You know?
2: You know LL Research?
4: No, she no, knows was, David Wilcox.
2: Actually, there's a time delay. I was I was I was Allelu-ing your I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I just Life's too short. I'm not going there.
4: <laughs> okay, beauty over here, yucky stuff over It's the same as I was saying before. Beauty here, yucky here. Which one do I choose? Well, I choose beauty. I don't want the yucky stuff. So I found this website called llresearch.org, and it's the L and the L stand for love and light. And it was a woman named Carla. I don't know her last name. And she was channeling a group called Those of Quo. And I loved what they had to impart. And I used that word consciously. Because it wasn't so much the words as the energy behind and with the words. And it was just awesome. And I... I, How can I say this? I, I... lapped it up. I I was like sucking it up. <laughs> I was feeding off them for about 9 months. Uh it was great. I highly recommend that site, but it was it was stuff that was coming channeled information that was coming through this woman named Carla in the years 2005-2006 that I was really resonating to. And then from there, I started to explore the channeled information that was coming through Jeffrey Hoppy and the Crimson Circle, and that's crimsoncircle.com. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot as well from the the off-world uh, being he calls himself Tobias. Mm-hmm. Um, and did a lot and when i when i find something i like i go for it you know like read the material five times edited it into my own word usage and started to uh practice it and study it and think about it and work you know just i when i find something i like i just really go for it so that's what i did
1: I'm I'm much the same way. I tend to dive in headfirst, and uh, and really, you know, I found the Abraham material, and uh, I had found the Seth books back in the '80s, mm. and um, and then I found a book called Opening the Channel, and was doing the exercises, and they worked, and it scared the living daylights out of me, and I ran as far into the Matrix as I could.
3: <laughs> and
1: um didn't work out well that but but I did cuz it scared me. I was like holy mm-hmm. c- crap what the mm-hmm. you know. And um so anyway, when I came sort of to again, that that was kind of where I started and um and here pops up this stuff about uh, Esther and Jerry and Abraham and that the same thing was the genesis of that was the Seth material. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, uh, and I must've watched, I must've watched Abraham videos on YouTube for like, I don't know, three days,
3: <laughs>
1: not much eating going on, you know, and, um, I've always kind of been that way. Um, it, but it's amazing. The synchronicities that sort of lead you along, like, you know, here's this. Okay. Now, if, you stumble across this and you're like, mm-hmm. Ooh, next. Ooh, cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, it's that noticing, you know, and, um, there's, there's, there's tremendous material out there and, and, uh, it's kind of like the animal totems Jane was talking about. You just get on Google and put stuff in and there's one, everything out there. That's the freedom of the internet. It's all in there. Good, mm-hmm. bad, indifferent. And, I don't want to say right and wrong because it, to me that's a personal thing. What you've been saying all along, that didn't resonate with me.
4: Exactly. So,
1: so I changed it till it did. Mhm. And that's the job really, and it's it's more changing your perception of things, you know. I can see religion now. I hated it for a long time. Those nasty control freaks and 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 but I can see its place. It does wonderful things in its way, in its place.
3: Mhm.
1: And uh, I just don't necessarily want people to stop there. But, but, you know, again, it does, you know, people talk about the Catholic Church. They provide medicine and food for, you know, there's many countries that's just, you want some good, decent medical care, that's pretty much your only option. Right, Mm Gene
2: Or education, for that matter. Or education. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, wherever you are, wherever you're at, is where you're at, right? But at the same time, that recognition of of it's not resonating with me, that's what people have to be aware of. And that's, mm-hmm. um, I have so much appreciation for that. You know what I mean? I mean, if somebody is totally comfortable where they are, believing what they believe, and it serves them and and encourages them to become a, a Better person and more connected to themselves, then that's awesome. That's obviously serving you in the way that it needs to. But when it's it's when you get to the point where it's not resonating. That Christianity did that with me. It was like, ah, uh, I? I resonate. <laughs> very intensely with the messages within, but I do not agree with the way that they are presented. I don't agree with the way that they're manipulated. Um, you know what I mean? So, but that was my personal choice. So
1: Yeah, in genes of the, I mean, of the Gandhi persuasion.
2: Let's face it. The, the right? What, what did the Gandhi say? Is, Yeshua, himself, Yeshua himself was not a Christian. In the way that we understand Christianity today... Yeshua was not a Christian. And that is a profound oh, I agree. statement. And I understand I I, that.
4: But I like agree. He was, he was pre-Christian. He was pre-Christian.
1: I don't believe but, he ever said he came to save everyone from their dark, nasty, sinner self.
4: No, no, I don't think he ever said that. But, um, it's interesting that the word Christian contains the root Christ, because, and you know, crystalline, Christed, whatever Because we talk about the Christ consciousness and we talk about that um, perfect love that he carried so beautifully and, you know, brought through for us. You can tap into it anytime you like and just bring it through. And that's that's personally what I think we're doing now. Um, I think that's what we're doing. We're becoming that. All of us. So it's ironic that, you know, he was. He wasn't a Christian but and we're talking about Christianity but we're moving beyond it and he was he was pre and we're post but we're carrying that beautiful energy that he showed us. So in a way I'm a Christian because oh, I'm holding that energy.
1: In my way I'm very much a Christian. I consider myself to be you might even say, I would consider myself to be an apostle. But it does not mean what the organized religions that I have experienced anyway say it does. It just doesn't.
4: No. no, it doesn't. And, and
1: you know, he never said, I'm the way and the light, you follow me or you're screwed. He said, <laughs> he said be like me because you are like me. Why yeah. don't you just be like me right now? Mm-hmm. And, you know... Somebody that was ill, he was really kind of could be a little irritable, and you know, get up. It wasn't so much take thy bed and walk. It was get up, come on, stop this silliness. Because you know,
3: <laughs>
1: he he occasionally had his moments of lack of patience with the why don't you see what I see? I I hear when when Nikki and I talk, almost every morning we talk an hour or two and um, and i hear her all the time going why don't they see why don't they see what i see it's so obvious why don't and and <laughs> I, I i really think that probably more than anything else and well more than anything else he had children following him everywhere cuz he liked to play games but that maybe next to that in second place was why don't you get this it's just here it's right there look but what what <laughs> You know, and I mean that the the church I grew up in would find that to be horribly irre, irreverent and perhaps even almost heretical, and and that's just ridiculous.
2: Oh, ridiculous. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a heretic. Absolutely, burn me at and, the stake. Yeah, yeah.
1: If <laughs> I go into church again, the doors will catch I on mean, fire as I enter.
2: Right. <laughs> but it's the gaudy thing. I've had it be. out. It's Um
4: <laughs> no, I I I'm not like I'm not like either of you in the sense that I I consider myself to be a bridge builder or or I no not a bridge builder I'm a bridge um, so I'm always holding that space for. Mm, traditional style Christian people to find an answer within me that resonates for them. If they choose, it's there. And I, I'm just holding, uh, how can I say this? Um, I'm choosing to believe that that structure, that institution, that is the, the church, can change and in an instant.
1: Oh, Maybe yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it absolutely. changes.
4: It's,
2: no. It
1: changes certainly in the air.
2: No. Oh. No doubt about it. I mean look at the look at the new Pope and everything that he's done and, and I'm one of the first people to stand on a pedestal and say, Don't you dare talk about the fall of the Catholic Church. You're talking about billions of people's faith here. I mean, you that's not even in the cards. What's wrong with you to even wish that upon people? Um, I certainly don't want to see the church destroyed. However, I do want to see it grow and expand past its current understanding. That's all I'd like to see from it. But it's not for me to judge when and how that's going to happen either. Um, I personally cannot be a part of it. However, I have celebrated Mass with family and friends. I have gone to, you know, Christian Bible studies just for the sake of, of talking to people and trying to understand where they're coming from. In fact, I included it in my first book, um, a Bible study that I went to, and we had this amazing conversation. Because I know that I can do that and not have my beliefs altered, but at the same time, I don't want to really alter theirs either. I just don't want them to sit there and tell me that I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's when I get pedestilly. I get yeah, pettishly yeah, no. when somebody comes and tells me that my belief system is is sinful and it's mm-hmm. from the devil. Then then I'll get up in your face. But me getting up in your face means me saying, "Listen, you believe what you want to believe. I'm going to believe what I want to believe, and you know, come judgment day, we'll all figure it out. It'll be fine." Um,
3: mm-hmm. And
2: that's that's about as in your face as I get. But at the same time, I'm not going to hide my belief systems, and I'm I'm not certainly not going to sit there and agree with somebody else simply for the sake of pacifying them and and telling them that they're right because i don't want to upset their their current perception of reality yeah, I, I'm not going to do that. I won't, I refuse to do it. I did it for too long. I, I kept my mouth shut for too long, looked at, at these things and went, they're not right, and just sat there with my teeth clamped and, and not saying a word. Um, I just can't do it anymore. I guess I'm too old. I just can't be bothered. <laughs>
4: well, it's,
1: again, it's like, can't, what are you, it's just, it's right here in front of your face. What are you, what are you, Can't you got your eyes closed? What are you doing? And it, you know, Christ would be would be the first one going. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute. He can be as Islamic or, or as Buddhist or as whatever as he likes. You leave him alone, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, 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 and because it was not a, he wasn't a Christian. It wasn't a religion. He didn't walk around converting people. He walked around, and when somebody said, man, you got it going on, how do you do that? He told them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What? <laughs> it's, but he, it's amazing. He just walked the around but it was salt, ultimately Really? Yeah, it was ultimately the beginning of my spiritual journey. I found a red-letter version of the Bible in my house. We had lots of Bibles. And um, encyclopedias, too. I read that cover to cover. But So one time I sat down and read the red letter edition. I didn't read anything that was in black. I only read the part that was in red. And even though there, I think there's distortions in translations of those sorts of things, I I found something there that was like, okay, it is okay for spirituality to be the direction to look. But I just don't have to look through somebody else's glasses. Mm. And it – because yeah, can I, it's in there. The stuff's in there. The good stuff's what? in there.
4: What's a red letter? Does that mean only his words?
1: Suppo- only his supposed words yeah. are in red. Okay.
4: okay. And
1: mm-hmm. and that was what led me to try to figure out, well, what's really going on? And then I started doing etymology of words and,
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, Nick mm-hmm. said earlier, apocalyptic scenario. The ancient Greek apocalypse means...
4: Unveiling. A, something,
1: a-, a revealing, an unveiling.
4: Yeah. Unveiling.
1: And I firmly believe that that's... Right in progress.
4: Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah, I love etymology. I love the power of words um, and the beauty of them.
1: And like uh, our friend Charles Gilchrist, that is trying to, in some of his artworks, rehabilitate symbols he feels have been twisted from their original meaning. The same thing with words, you know, I, I, I find. Because you can change the meaning of a word for someone and they go, oh, it really starts to change the way they think. Mm-hmm. Because they suddenly discover that what they thought, they thought, they don't think. And they're like, wait, what? That doesn't even make, that sounds confusing when you say it.
4: What well, is We carry
1: a lot of people's thoughts that were just handed to us. Mhm.
4: And a word like apocalypse that's used so much and people think it means disaster and crisis and the, the end of the world and it means a revealing of truth. It's like you know, well that's totally different. So, what are you going to do with I that? I would argue
2: that I would argue that for for some people, the revealing of truth is is disastrous.
1: Oh yeah. Well sure. Uh, for some um, systems. They're, and things. They've hidden
2: their Structure. stuff for so long from people that it's disastrous for their for what they think they need to be doing. Um but it's so necessary. Really.
1: Well, you know, it if the love quake caused by those that took their glasses off and are really looking at what they're really looking at causes some other people's glasses to fall off. That's really not our fault, is it?
5: Well,
4: there's no good or bad, well, in my opinion. So even if it feels earth-shaking to them, to any of us, um, then then that's what it is then it's earth shaking but that's not a bad thing. That just means that it that you're being shaken and and your beliefs are being shaken and it's scary and and it and yeah, it might be real challenging but that's not necessarily a bad thing.
1: Huh. that same, you know, this really doesn't resonate for me. This does. So you choose that. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to allow that choice. To one day become the thing you no longer resonate with, so that you can move along
4: mhm and it can and it can hurt
1: oh very much and 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 involve grieving and loss, really,
4: yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I had a bit of a grieving spell with you know having recently left behind all but three suitcases of a life that mm-hmm. had, you know five years in the making and mm-hmm. um because I had started again in two thousand and seven. Uh, it's a big year for a lot of folks. Two thousand and seven
3: seems mm-hmm.
1: you, you. Your alarm went off early, which is cool. I like that. Um, but it 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 was in ways and in moments painful, and I let it be that when it was that. Mm-hmm. It because that's what it was right then, and and uh, I I put a quote. I, I I had a thought and I put it up on our Everyday Connections page and, and my page about, you know, sometimes when something that's been way back in the back of your mind for years and it suddenly just pops up, it could just be on its way to the door to just leave mm-hmm. if you don't dwell on it, because that's like asking it to stay. I think I said it better than that when I typed <laughs> it. but But really, that's like asking it to stay for a while. And it had somebody that reacted very, the vibration of the words was almost violent. It was it was a very strong reaction of, you know, what are you saying? Things have to be examined, and things have to be processed. Things that you've pushed uh, down, and uh, all these, you have to admit that they're yours, okay. and all that. Wow! I was like, wow! Wow! Wait a minute. I said things that pop up and they're just, you know, popped up and they're on their way to the door. I didn't say everything in your life, or any anything. And yeah. And to me, that's that that grabbing them and holding them is the same as pushing them down.
4: They just need to be seen.
3: That's all. They,
4: yeah, acknowledged and experienced. They just need to come up and you go, oh, okay, I feel you. I, I see you. And then you can let them go. And you know Literally,
1: what? Little Billy hurt me and made me sad when I was five. Yeah, and I okay. I I see that 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 was yeah, yeah I remember or, that was
4: whatever but, you know or it, you know it, like um I don't know um my sister said something uh, I shouldn't probably should say that on the air uh, okay I'll say something about myself um I don't always like my mother I she'll never hear this anyway she's not on on the internet I don't always like her as a person and. So if I acknowledge that, I go, okay, well, how does that make me feel? And then acknowledge the feeling. And that's all. Just let it go. I don't have to dwell on it. I don't have to ask why. I just have to let it go. But you can do that with the really big stuff, too. You can do. It's that simple with the really, really big stuff. And I, I kind of want to put this out here right now. Um, fear. Real fear. Real panic. Terror. You can do it with that. When it comes up, you say, Okay, I see you. I feel you. And the minute you do that, it gets a lot smaller. It says, Oh, that's what I wanted. I wanted you to see me. And it's not this big, huge monster anymore. It's you sized because it is you. So it's only as big as you are. And then you look at it and you go, Okay, are we done? And you either are, or it's got something more to say. But those those fears, like the really big, scary ones, the ones that we don't even want to acknowledge are in us. They're de- we can deal with them the same way, Rick, that you mentioned. You know, when things come up, they're on their way out the door. Yeah, even the big, scary stuff.
1: But guilt. If you, we we talk often about people that get on the. You know, well, I'm to, it's all going to be love and light, bunnies and rainbows. I'll never have another angry thought. I'll never have another fearful thought. I have no fear. I, what? Really? Oh,
2: bullshit. You,
1: you're doing that <laughs> <with> me, brother.
4: <laughs> well, if you face them, face them, face them, face them, face them, eventually it's true. You've faced a whole lot of them, and, you know, most of them are, they've they've gone out the door, but there may still be some more. I don't know if I have any left. I've faced a lot of them.
1: I have too, but I also don't carry around with me a catalog of them. Mm-mm. You know, because <laughs> if you walk around and you tell people, oh, yeah, I'm afraid of heights and I'm scared of spiders and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, that's the same as dwelling on them and asking them to stay. Yeah. It's your choice. They're just thoughts. They don't care one way or other. It's thoughts. Energy. It's thoughts. And they can flow right through you like water through a sieve. And if a little hot water passes, your sieve gets warm for a minute, and then it's over. You're back to cool water. But if mm-hmm. you if you turn yourself into a cup or a, a, a bowl, you're going to get really hot
3: mm-hmm.
1: when that anger comes through. and Because you hold on to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, the ever famous, it's like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. It's just not going to work out. And but if you don't feel them when they're passing, if you don't acknowledge them, they hang around too because mm-hmm. they're waiting. It's like a messenger; he's got a message to give you, and you're you keep saying "just a minute." Well, they don't go or
4: or saying you're not really there
1: or you're not for me. Or, yeah, you don't exist. I imagined yeah. you.
4: Yeah, you're not really there. I'm just I'm going to push you down. Uh, then it's still there.
1: Yeah, where where would it go? Exactly. <laughs> my goodness, this has been such a wonderful conversation.
4: What, do I get to tell people about my books?
1: You were going to tell. I was just going to say Absolutely. before we before we run That's completely out of time. <laughs> we want to. Uh, we have uh, podcast listeners by the thousands. So I wanted to be sure that they can find your website, uh, even if they're not anywhere near a, a, a computer at the moment. And it's fairly easy. I, the, the blog address, which I believe you gave us first in your list, is easy. It's hmm. Beautiful Tangle. That would be easy to remember because you know your school teacher would tell you that those two words are not compatible. <laughs> but they are surprise, <clears throat> and um, and then you can just look for Lou Emanuel, one M Lou Emmanuel a- at YouTube. Uh, I believe your YouTube name is Lou Emanuel, uh thirty three, mm-hmm. and uh, of course we will have all of these links, including links to Lulu dot com. Uh, I put one in the chat room. It believe me, you don't want me to read it. Letter by letter. No. We would be here till 8 o'clock. But uh, we'll have links to all of those on the archive of the show, which will go up over the weekend. So they're always up by Monday. We like to do it twice because it bumps uh, our guest's name in the search stuff twice that way.
4: And there, there's lots of links on Beautiful Tangle. There's links to my poetry and, and photography blog. There's links to my prose blog, which is an exploration of being a divine human on this planet Earth at this time. Um, and there's links to, um, I have a website about, uh, because I was a teacher for 20 years, a school teacher. So I have a website um, exploring um, teaching children to learn independently, opening them up to their own self-directed exploration of the world, and, you know, all kinds of things there on Beautiful Tangle. Um, healing, I do, um, we didn't talk about that tonight, but I do uh, healing through sound, uh, channeled sound, and um that's up there too. So there's all kinds of stuff.
1: Absolutely, and we can always I, have you I, back I, on to
2: talk yeah, about Yeah, we all will this
1: have stuff. you back on because we could have you on for a series of shows before we could begin to scratch the surface of the things that you're doing, and uh, uh, all of them that I have seen are a real blessing. And uh, so, just love what you're doing, Lou. And I love how you're being. Really, that's cool stuff, how you're being over there.
4: Thank you, Rick. I really enjoyed talking with you guys tonight.
1: Yay. We had fun. We Mm -hmm. accomplished our goal. This is good. Gene, we have people coming.
2: That's awesome. We have people. We've got peeps. we We have Tuesday. We have Ron Lewis is returning from the Love Connection. He's, talk, he's coming to talk about love connection, so that'll be fun. It's always fun to have Ron on the show.
0: Oh, and yeah. then
2: it's like next week is the returning week. Oh, no, no, it's not. We have a ne- uh, first-time guest on one Thursday, new one but on, on Wednesday. on Wednesday, we have Alice Grist coming back from the UK, and that's a 10 a.m. show, Eastern Time, guys. It's 10 in the morning. Um... Because she is from the UK, so we do try to accommodate those poor people from across the pond, with um, <laughs> time zones and all that stuff. And then on Thursday night, we have Simran Singh, The Rebel Road, and she'll be on to talk about her incredible journey. So, there you go. Down three amazing The Rebel people, Road. We like Three that. days in a row.
1: Which is what we do. We tell people how awesome they are. So, that means if you come on our show, you're awesome. Because if you're breathing, pretty much, you're doing the awesome thing. Pretty much, my book. Mm-hmm. I'll, 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 mm-hmm. I'll just put it like that. Uh, take that. Put mm-hmm. that. Put that in your brain and think about it. Oh, um, no, we do. We have some fantastic people coming up. Uh, there's uh, always interesting things cooking in the background at Everyday Connection. So uh, go to our website, EverydayConnection.me. Uh, we have a mailing list there. I promise I'm going to start sending something to the folks on the mailing list. Uh, we're growing He's it, waiting faster for me to write than something. <laughs> we're growing faster. Sometimes than our our ability to provide service, you know. But we're getting there. We're getting in the groove. And uh, you can always go to our Facebook page as well at Everyday Connection and just click like and uh, uh, go every once in a while and check out our posts because sometimes they don't make it to your feed. And I would tell you the whole interest list thing, but it's complicated. So just go to our page now and again. Type everyday connection. We got connection clips. And and also, don't to, we got all kind of good stuff.
2: Don't forget to swing by iTunes too, because it's really simple. Um, if you go to iTunes and you subscribe to Everyday Connection Radio, it'll just get delivered to your various i stuff. So um, for those of you, because uh, like you said, we have legions of podcast listeners and I understand that not everybody can make it for the live show. I totally get that. Um, so, you know, if you want our show delivered to your iStuff and when you do that subscription, you can get all of our past archive shows delivered as well and of course they're free because, you know, it's always free. Well,
1: it's our gift to you.
2: It's kind of like your everyday connection. It's free.
1: Yeah. No paying for the everyday connection. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. That part. I like that part. Not paying part. But do have a wonderful weekend. We hope that you'll join us on Tuesday evening. And until then.
2: To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves. Stay connected.
1: Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your everyday connection.